Welcome back, listeners. Today, Taylor has a super juicy conversation with someone who we have told a story about in previous episodes who reached out to her on LinkedIn last week. Taylor, do you want to do a quick uh, context? Yeah. um, You'll hear me explain it in a second, but the guy who didn't make eye contact with me during that interview, that fateful day, he has reached out. He saw our posts, you know, my many, one of many viral posts on my quest to become a LinkedIn influencer. Oh, LinkedIn influencer. I know I've already thought. Did you make that up? That's so good. I did make it up. I did make it up. Oh my God. Not not this moment. Like I already, it came to my brain Mm -hmm. like a couple days Mm -hmm. ago. And he found us and he made contact and he apologized. And I said, Hey, like, I want to have this conversation on the podcast. You want to? And I didn't think he would want to just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't want my name. I wouldn't want my name or like self you know, associated with that, but he was like, for sure would love to. And he graciously joined me just to chat about that moment. So I hope you all enjoy. So something crazy happened this week. Um, A lot of our listeners have heard the infamous story of the interview gone wrong, where um, a guy didn't make eye contact with me and I felt super uncomfortable. And somehow that guy found us and, and you need to tell me how you found us because that means we're really getting big, but, um, but he found, he made his way to my LinkedIn messages and made contact. And now we have him here, uh, in the flesh for some on the ground, uh, you know, primary source reporting. So I can't wait to hear from Tim. Do you go by Tim or Timothy? Tim's fine. Tim. Okay. Can't wait to hear from Tim. And I'm so, I'm so thankful that he graciously uh, agreed to come on and have this chat with me so publicly. So welcome, Tim. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, lack of, <laughs> lack of better explanation, you know, this is not how you want to be known for, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm really sorry about how that came across. I guess I just wanted to give my perspective. I mean, not that it, um, not that it excuses anything, but I do remember the interview. I remember being very nervous. Um, you were a pair with Ryan. I remember came into the room and Ryan was pretty much leading the interview. I was really nervous. I was acting very awkward. And I remember I was, I was hyper-focused on Ryan and, and <laughs> he was giving me direction and, and I'm really apologize. That must've made you feel very uncomfortable. And I, I guess the only excuse I can give is I was just overcome with nerves and, and I was being awkward. I mean, I don't know how better to explain. I, I know coming out of that interview, you know, when, when that sort of happens, when nerves sort of take over and you act a certain way, you don't, you don't feel good about it. And I definitely, you know, didn't feel good about the situation. And I remember when I got the feedback from Lindsay that, I didn't make any eye contact with you and just the way it comes across, like, you know, with like a female engineer and, and, you know, ignoring the female and just, you know, putting all your focus on the male is really horrible. And I just felt, I feel really bad that like, 
I'm attached to that, you know? So I did want to apologize and I do, I do want to apologize publicly too. And, and it's, this is not something I'm proud of. And, um, just say that, uh, I think in normal circumstances that probably wouldn't have happened if I was myself and I wasn't overcome with nerves and whatever. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm making excuses. I also want okay. to, yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, look, like I, I'm not here to, you know, bash you for not looking. It, it makes total sense. Everyone is human. And the thing is that like, what's really hard about microaggressions is like, you didn't mean it. You didn't go into the interview thinking like, Oh, who is that lady? I'm not going to look at her. Like it wasn't a conscious thing. Um, and, and it, or, or was it? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. I, you stopped. I was like, no, no, I, it, it's not a conscious thing. So when it happens, like, I know it's not coming from a malicious place, but like, it's important to understand that when it happens over time, like they're, they're, they're called microaggressions because they're small things that happen over time. But when, you know, piled up, you're just like, Oh my gosh, why is this happening again? Like, you know, I seemingly did nothing. And, and from my perspective, I think that was one of the first interviews I ever sat in on at headspace and, and Ryan was totally leading the interview. I don't even know if I said anything, honestly, because I think at a certain point I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm being ignored. Like, I'm not going to say anything as it was kind of like a, it was like a, a, a vicious cycle where I was just like, oh gosh, if I'm not even being acknowledged, like I, I can't say anything. Um, but for me, like it was one of my first interviews and I was still pretty junior, like really pretty new to the field. And, and anything that happened at that stage in my career, I would, I would take really personally just because, you know, it's, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the years of experience to back me up. And, and, you know, feel like I belonged there. I was still like trying to, I, I felt like I tricked my way into headspace. I have somehow got the job and, and now I'm interviewing someone who seems really smart, but won't look me in the eye. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's just all those feelings. Um, and it, it was just, it was just more confusing than anything. I was like, what uh, am I, should I move my head to be in the line <laughs> of view? You know, and, and Monica's had this story too. And by the way, I, I really like hats off to you because I didn't even remember your name when you messaged me. I was like, are you sure? I don't think it was you. And you were like, it was me. I remember <laughs> you, really, <very> well. <laughs> you really <laughs> wanted to, to make it right. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I thank you for, for coming on and having this discussion. And like, again, like we're not out here to just like bash on men and say all men are terrible. Like, and, and, and just because you're apologizing, by the way, doesn't mean like, you know, my, my feelings are invalid or like, I shouldn't have felt that way, even though you didn't mean it. It's just like, it, the point is that it doesn't really matter. Like if your, your actions have a consequence and yes, we can talk about it now and, and, you know, put it in the past, but it's still definitely something that clearly stuck with me. Cause I keep talking about it all these episodes, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I was coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just wanted to apologize. Um, I, yeah, I remember receiving that feedback and I was like, Oh my God, what did, you know, kind of, what did I do? And just, yeah. have you, have you put that into practice? Have, have you come across women in other interviews since and, and really thought about that instance? To be honest with you, I mean, usually I'm, I'm fine around women. This is, <laughs> you know, I what's mean, hilarious though, is that everyone coming to your defense is like, 
you know, it, everyone is like some, some men have traumatic experiences with women and you should think about this. And I'm like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like also vice versa is the case mostly, but, um, okay. So yes, you're fine with women. Go on. <laughs> oh, I, I was just gonna say, I think, I think from my perspective, it was just, I would, I don't know. It's my fault for being just so engaged with Ryan. I remember I knew you were there and just thinking, oh, someone's watching me and I'm doing terrible. <laughs> it's like making me nervous. Yeah. Um, okay. That wasn't the way to handle it. Like I, I, I yeah, I, sh- I should have addressed both of you and, and been yeah. able to. Even in that though, can't you see how like, oh, someone's in here watching, but it, it kind of, it like takes me out of the, because I was there evaluating you as an engineer on that was going to be on your team. It wasn't like I was an assistant taking notes or like filming you. You know what I mean? Like even in that, and I know you don't mean it, but even, even that, I think there's just like something subconscious at play where you're locked in on Ryan. He is asking questions. So you're like rightly looking at him, but you know, I was introduced also as a member of the team. So knowing that you got to win over both of us, you know, (laughs) but it seems like you landed, you landed in a great spot and I'm glad you're still in the industry and that, um, and I'm glad that Lindsay gave you that, that that's pretty direct feedback. I don't think that people often get that direct feedback after interviews. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you received it. And I'm glad that you felt compelled to reach out. How did you find like, what was your first interaction with the podcast or where did you see us talking about this? Oh, just, I saw it on my LinkedIn feed because a few friends commented or liked on it. Oh my gosh. And so I was literally curious because I, I, I obviously remember that interview and I, I listened to it. I was curious if that story would get brought up or you, I think you mentioned something about it. Mm-hmm. And of course it did. So. <laughs> it, it really spurred a whole conversation. Like we were called like a troll was like trolling us because we, you know, saying like, how dare you not hire someone shame on you for not hiring someone who knows more than you because they don't want to look at you. Like, and there's a whole thing, but you know, it, it's just so funny. Like here you are all those trolls, like defending you. And here you are saying like, <laughs> I was wrong. You're right. Taking accountability. And like, and that's really the only thing we can ask is like, yes, taking accountability and, and apologizing and making it right. But then also like, if you see that, in, in your job, or you see it in other interviews, like calling it out or just really going out of your way to try to avoid those situations in the future. If you see co- colleagues doing it. Um, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry that you had to, <laughs> that you had to come across it like that, a story, a not so potting story about yourself, but, um, but I'm glad that we were able to have a chat about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to finally clear the air. I mean, I, I remember from the time I got that feedback, I mean, I kind of wanted to apologize to you or, or try to clear that up because I guess that's why they call it unconscious bias or, you know, it, it wasn't something that had gone through my mind until I got the feedback. I was like, oh my God, what mm-hmm. did I do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you knew you did like when you got the feedback, you were like, yes, you're, I'm, you're right. That's what I was doing. I was just so nervous and, and just, yeah acting and not, I wasn't acting like I, I normally so, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I get it. Interviews are horrible as it is. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you can see it from my perspective of how it just, you know, it just feels like, it just feels I, like a little bit of, yeah, just being discounted, like 
you know, not like physically not being seen. And that's just a huge part of like being a woman and like especially being in this career. And when it's reinforced um, by a stranger, especially earlier in your career, it's, it hurts that much more. So, yeah. so sorry about that. It's okay. I, I take that apology. Thank you. And, um, you know, keep, keep listening to the podcast and share it with your male friends who may, may not, may not be as, um, as in tune as you are. So, um, thank you, Tim. Well, hopefully I'm more in tune now. Hopefully you're more, yes. Learning every day and improving every day. <laughs> All we can do, right? And exactly. Can't it fast, so. And I mean, I mean, you could have, the last thing, you could have messaged me and been like, how dare you talk about me? You know, obviously I wasn't saying your name. I didn't even remember your name, but you know, you, you could have come at me with excuses, excuses, which you gave explanations. I don't think you were really giving excuses, but you could have gone in so many different directions. And I'm just really thankful that clearly you've learned since that time. And, um, and you, you know, you just came and said, and just wanted to apologize and you didn't, um, discount my feelings or anything or, or say I was wrong. You just, you validated them and said, yep, I, I, I was in the wrong and I'm sorry. So that's how you do it. That's how you do it, folks. I think it's a good story to be told. I mean, I, I, hats off to you. I mean, sorry. I just feel bad that I'm on the other side of it. You know, that's okay. You know, I've gone on to thrive in the career and I, I'm, I'm okay. At least I, I have a lot more confidence now than I did three years ago, um, interviewing you. So, so yeah, we both, we both have come out the other side. We're still learning. Well, cool. glad to finally clear the air. Yes. Feels better. So sorry about the experience. Hopefully I've I validated that experience. And yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Woof. Woof. And we're back. We're back. How about that? So Taylor, how do you how do you feel like that went? I think it went well. I, I just think it was a good example of just someone, you know, man or woman, regardless, someone taking responsibility for their actions and, and accountability. Like not one time did he, did he try to just give me excuses? He even mm-hmm. kept saying, like, he was really mind, like it was, he was really conscious of giving excuses. He kept saying, I'm not trying to give an excuse, but he, he just wanted to explain what was happening. Um, and it did help me honestly. Like, I think it did bring me a little, a little peace because it clearly was not malicious, which I didn't really think it was, um, in the first right. place, but you know, we just talked about how like our, uh, you know, my feelings are so valid. And, um, even if he didn't mean to make me feel that way, my feelings are still valid and it's just cool. And like all of these trolls defending him in our posts, um, because we talk about, you know, we've talked about this instance a few times and that's where our first troll came from was this our OG story. troll Marco. And it's kind of like, like they're coming out of the woodwork being like, you know, giving him excuses. And he himself like, is like, I don't want to give excuses, but it's just a funny full circle moment where just these people come out of the woodwork defending this behavior because it's, I don't know, they, maybe they do it themselves and they want to defend it for themselves. But, um, it was great to hear it from the horse's mouth that he, knew it was unacceptable. And, and I'm, I'm just hoping that he takes that interaction with him in his future endeavors in engineering and like, and really like sticks up for women in other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's a mistake that anyone could make. I mean, that ha- it's happened to me too yeah. in an interview and 
it's uncomfortable. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem malicious. It's just, it's just awkward and it makes you kind of feel bad and second guess yourself. So yeah, I think that's so great. I agree with you. There's a huge difference between providing context and providing excuses. Like it's not like he came, reached out to you or came on the podcast to vindicate himself. No. Um, I mean, he he kept saying, I don't want to be known as this, which rightfully mm-hmm. so. Well, um, of course not. Yeah. But no, it didn't seem like that. He, it, it, it seemed it seemed like it was coming from a genuine place. Well, that's great. I'm glad that we can tie a little bow on that and, and move on with our lives. And, and like I told him, it's been basically three years since that interview. And mm-hmm. I gave him my context at the time, which made me a lot more susceptible to feeling those microaggressions as these big as these big feelings. Whereas now if it happened to me, I'd be like, uh, hello. Like I'm also here, you know, that at that point, I think it was my first interview. And I, I didn't even want to say anything. I was like nervous. And then on top of the, I was nervous to be in there. He's nervous. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, then I'm, I'm noticing there's no eye contact. So I'm like, okay, now I'm really not going to answer, ask a question because I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think just like, yeah, being aware of and being empathetic to other people's situations. And I'm laughing because um, we were told uh, a couple times this week to be empathetic to people's situations by the same person. Mm. 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 <laughs> so, That's all I have to say to that. Mm. I, I would say like the polar opposite of our friend Tim that we just heard from would be this man. And like, should we even say his name? I don't even want to give him airtime. So we'll, no. we're not going to say his name. We'll just call him like troll number two. Here, here troll two. He is. Trolls two out in theaters. Oh my God. <laughs> I liked trolls two. Actually, I love all the troll movies. <laughs> so much music. Wait, is um, trolls three coming out? I thought trolls two was just coming out. Or Yeah. I don't even know if there's a plan for trolls three. We'll have to check on that. The second one just came out like last year, I think. Okay. 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 I'm thinking of something else. Um... Anyway, anyway, okay. Troll number I completely two. lost my train of thought. <laughs> troll number two. Okay, so weekly right, update. Troll number two. Weekly update. Ooh, could on- talk about this little back and forth for honestly all the time that we have left recording. Yeah. So, so on request to become a LinkedIn influencer, you know, I'm posting, posting, posting away. I updated you all last week about my new series, uh, exposing creeps in my DMs. Mm-hmm. And it seems, Monica, that the word creep is a pretty triggering word for some folk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, wonder why. Um, um, and, and so basically, um, basically, yeah, like, I guess <laughs> our intention in, in, in uh, revisiting this entire thread is mostly for entertainment value because it was really making me laugh. Yeah. I think it also provokes a lot of discussion. A lot of people have told me, like, don't listen to the hater. <laughs> don't listen to the haters. Like, don't give them airtime. Don't don't spend your precious time on them. But, like, how do you not? How do you not when people are saying crazy, insane things to you? How do I not? How does my brain not? Like, I literally read the first comment that we're about to do dramatic reading of. And at, at 8 a.m. last week, like sometime last week, mm-hmm. and my blood. And then you sent it to me. Boiling. Yeah. Boiling. <laughs> Boiling. I was getting texts from other friends being like, 
oh my God, what is this? And everyone's piling on. So Monica, I don't know how we want to do this, but, um, let me pull it up. I think we're going to need a dramatic reading. And I don't know if you want to be him or you want me to be him. I'm happy to play any part. I feel like you should play you. Should I play? I should play him. Should I play me and all the other women that, and men? Okay. Yeah. Cause I want to be the men that defend me too. Yeah. And that, that's a great segue into my next series is going to be like, uh, I, I haven't worked a title out, but something about like men, thank you men for defending me in the comments. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. like screenshot their amazing comments. Oh my God. Some men came through on this thread and had me howl oh, yeah. after. So, oof, man, just so good. And there's actually another smaller exchange than this, um, than this troll that I do want to bring attention to. Cause it also is pretty thought provoking, but this is the episode today, folks. Um, mm-hmm. dramatic readings of trolling posts and, um, and discussion, <laughs> discussion about them. You have it up, Monica. I, I mean, do not to brag, so we're just- not, not to brag, but it's quite hard for me to find since I have so much LinkedIn activity. Catch up. Yeah. Let's start with the, let's start with the first one. It's a banger. God, there's and, so many comments here. And let's remind everyone of the of the um of the post, the original post, OP for me. Yeah. Do you, uh, yeah, you do that. I'm okay, still looking. Me. This is me, Taylor. Exposing creeps in my DMs, part one. I still haven't had any more parts because this one is still popping off. Um, if you have to use the phrase, I'm sure this isn't the right channel, I know that your intention is not to make a professional connection. Also, if you decide to give me a quote compliment. I don't owe you anything smiley face. And that, um, is attached with a screenshot of the message from a CEO at random company saying, I'm pretty sure it's not the right channel to talk about it, but you're the most fascinating senior iOS engineer I've ever encountered. Smiley face. One week later, I don't respond. Keep ignoring smiley face. Good luck. Mm. And I turned that good luck into a good LinkedIn post with a lot of luck with about 92,000 views as of this oh my God. reading and 600 comments. I mean, 600 reactions. Ooh. So trolly troll, you want to, re- you want to respond to what I posted? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. He's only a creep when you're not interested. These posts are so bizarre. We can't even be honest about the sexual dynamics and how we're expressing natural instincts. How about instead of calling people creeps on social media, you just tell people what is and isn't acceptable and they can choose to move on. We don't all have the same culture of how to go about finding if someone has an interest in you. What works for one is rejected by the next. For the record, This guy happened for the record. This happens to guys on social media as well. I've personally reached out to women in a totally platonic way to help them because I empathize with their situation. So nice. Only to have them come on really strong, which is a turnoff for me. (laughs) I find no reason to call a woman a slut or a bitch or whatever (laughs) might be equivalent. I just reply in a way to let them know that the interest is not there. If they keep on, just tell them it's not appropriate. My well, response. there's a lot let's, to let's, let's dive save into it. there, but <laughs> save it. Let's save it. My response. Mm-hmm. 
I had to, I had to write and delete and write and delete about 20 Mm -hmm. times before I Mm -hmm. landed on this guys. Bless your heart, Brandon. Men have countless platforms and situations to quote, express their natural instincts, including walking down the street, which I'm also subjected to every day. It's completely reasonable to expect that they can control themselves on a professional networking site. It's not my job to educate men on what is and what is not acceptable. That has about 19 likes. And Monica, you want to be yourself? Sure, I'll be myself. Monica chimes in next. Wow, calling a woman a slut is not the same thing. Yes, it is more than reasonable to expect professional behavior on a professional networking site. I could really care less about someone's natural instincts if I'm feeling threatened slash uncomfortable. And you know, I stand by that statement. We got a lot of likes on that one too. And I'll be Chelsea. Chelsea of our Codesmith episode. LinkedIn isn't my dating app of choice. That is for sure. LinkedIn is a professional networking app. So we don't want anyone expressing their natural instincts on here. The same way we don't want them expressing those in the workplace. A lot of love to that comment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, and then I respond to her, Chelsea. Yeah. Like maybe go to the woods or camping or something. I don't know. Then we got our friend, Joanne from Headspace. You want to be Joanne? Yeah. Let's see. Sexual dynamics and natural instincts. You really took it there on all caps LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And here I come in with another zinger. Yeah, Joanne, are we Darwin studying finches on the Galapagos Islands? (laughs) So good. Okay. So good. I was proud of that one. Troll response. Troll response. Troll response just to me, directly to me. Yes, directly to you. And and it's a YouTube video. visible to everyone. Uh Mm -hmm. And it's a YouTube video. And what's it a YouTube video of, Taylor? When you you opened that video, what what did it take you to? You know, it made very little sense. It was a man sitting at a desk explaining how people had been saying, bless your heart, the phrase, bless your heart to him. And I think he lived in Texas or something also where this man hails from. And, um, he was, it was basically saying how like the phrase bless your heart is a, is a way to passive aggressively say F you. Um, okay. So we have a video of a man telling you (laughs) how your words are interpreted. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And and I I must say, you got me there. You got me there. I did mean f you. That's exactly what yeah. I meant. So he got it. But you know what? It's probably good that you had a man explain it to you from behind a desk. From double, like double, like I had a man mm-hmm. have a man explain it to me. It was nice. <laughs> that yeah yeah very meta yeah meta yeah. mansplaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So so th- th- there's a link to to this video. Um, it's it's still up on our uh on our LinkedIn. If if you all are curious as well. Um, and then followed by this comment. Yet that's exactly what you're trying to do in your post. You're being passive aggressive in your post and replies. These petty games will continue until you're called until to be called out by people who see through this toxic and toxic is in asterisks, which I am not sure what that means. Emphasis. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, just huge toxic. emphasis. Toxic. Yes, that's what emphasis. it is. That's what it is. Toxic <laughs> nonsense from people who seek to impose their own values and judgments onto others, which Taylor, unfortunately, it looks like that's what you're doing here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. There are innumerable cases 
that could be pointed to of people forming healthy long-term or even short-term hookups that begin in a professional setting. People have different tactics for picking up their potential mates. I don't have to agree with any of them to empathize. Mm, there's that word again. Oh, he's so with the whole with the whole lot of them to varying degrees. So t- yeah, Taylor, like, I'm just so confused why you're not open to love on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm. I guess I'm not empathetic enough. Um, and I want to, I, I want to key in on the word potential mates also. Um, so mm, so mm-hmm. if, we're te- if you're keeping score at home, we got one tally for natural instincts, one tally for sexual dynamics and one tally for potential mates, um, all starting to sound like a biology one-on-one textbook. So just, yeah, make sure you're writing that down. Um, we have a couple more here, Monica, including one mm-hmm. I, that I really want to read. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's, um, let me, I, I really uh, love reading this. This is a quick one. Okay. So we get our, our, I don't know that. Okay. Siri. I didn't ask. Oh my goodness. Um, that's not even Siri. It's Alexa. Oh my gosh. She's getting mixed up. What kind She's of so nosy. She's so nosy. No, oh, like shut up. Um, okay. So Jasmine, another friend of the pod we had on, mm-hmm. um, Jasmine goes, how in the world does that explain anything? And, and Jasmine, remember, Jasmine was a, was on our introvert episode. She is mm-hmm. the nicest, sweetest person. She's not going out her way to ruffle any feathers. So if she's incensed, you know, something's up. Um, how in the world does that explain anything? This is a professional site, not a dating app. End of story. No need to say more. Oh, but apparently there was need to say more because we're coming back in hot with a direct reply to Jasmine that says, oh, it's such a professional site that you can call people, quote, creeps for merely having different tactics and perceptions of what is and isn't acceptable. The hypocrisy is through the roof in these virtue signaling posts. And I want to circle in on on that um, because you. You received a message that made you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. on a site used for professional networking, a Mm non-professional message. Mm -hmm. You blocked this person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because you have a platform to open up these sort of discussions and sort of call out this sort of behavior, you used that platform one to sort of like build community around it. Cause several people commented and said like, Oh my gosh, that happened to me too. Mm-hmm. And two, just to call it out that this behavior is not acceptable. And that's virtue signaling. What virtue am I signaling? Not yeah. wanting to be self-advocacy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like what virtue am I saying? The virtue is that I don't want to put up with creeps. Like I just and you don't want anyone else to have to either. Like that's part of the reason. Like exposing exposing naughty behavior. Yeah. Let's 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 keep going. Um mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll you know we'll circle back. Don't worry. I, I just don't want our thread to get lost because this one is one that stopped me in my tracks. This response from a male engineering manager at SoundCloud. Here you go. Get ready. Listen up. He addresses the person by name, which we won't say name. I think you should sit this one out. All the things you've expressed here are nothing but sorry excuses to defend a behavior that shouldn't have to be present in a social network that's not for dating. 
even if all the things you wrote here were remotely close to valid arguments, quote, to defend such behavior, the author of the post is clearly expressing their dislike for such comments. On top of that, the creep was the one with the weird passive-aggressive tone at the end. In a society where men have systematically everything laid out in their favor, there's absolutely no need at all to play, quote, devil's advocate and defend this behavior. I honestly urge you to really consider if this is a hill worth dying on. I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. And then I respond, Esteban, you are a real one. Mm-hmm. And then what does our friend respond, Monica? <laughs> well, he does not think, uh, or he does think, I guess, that this is a hill worth dying on. He does. His response uh, directly to the uh, manager that backed you up is, the amount of poor assumptions in your post is astounding. <gasps> the absolutes are clear. Tells, okay. Not, not, okay. not grammar. The mm-hmm. absolutes are clear tells. I mean, it's like signs <laughs> that know. you're not interested in having a reasonable discussion. Mm. Dramatic pause for y'all to let that sink in. Mm. Or the ones that are not interested in a reasonable discussion, mm-hmm. which is the whole point. These posts operate in bad faith. The hypocrisy and double standards are just so sad to witness. Yeah, bad faith against creeps on LinkedIn. Like you you are defending the creeps on LinkedIn. Bad faith. Yeah, it's like you don't have a right to decide what you find like harassment uh-uh. or threatening. He doesn't find anything harassment. Uh, in fact, you know, when when he's turned off by a woman's, you know, coming on strong, he just tells them it's not appropriate, moves on. Yeah. And he's such a saint for not calling them a slut. Or a bitch. Such as, oh my God, what a hero. Oh my God, what restraint. What restraint. What a saint. Okay, we got some other, let's see, is there anything, um, you know, so so that same engineering manager and um, so that that engineering manager has kept a close eye on this, on this uh, thread because there was more activity this morning. So this was from last week at some point, five days ago. And then this morning... Okay, I'll just read a couple of these quick ones because they were cracking me up this morning. Um, we got Lauren B. Uh, you're really going to struggle with the harassment and safety portion of your next on. Love that one. Best Love of that one. Hey, you want to respond? You want to read his response? Do you see it to her? Yes. Okay. So at Lauren, I won't. I'll see through what is fleeting and adapt on the fly. It's easy to empathize with everyone's position. It's just as easy to call out shallow, trending PR packaged as ethics and morals. I'm flattered he called my post trending PR. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we got Lauren also saying, uh, Lauren also attaches a, a gif saying of uh, Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada saying, no, no, that wasn't a question. Which is good. it's one of the things you kind of got to see IRL if you want to get the full effect, right? Just imagine, like, yeah, like a a really unbothered Meryl Streep looking down at a paper, and Andy comes in. Andy is uh, played by Anne Hathaway, comes in with some, I don't know, request, and mm-hmm. Meryl Meryl Streep just dismisses very, uh, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, that wasn't a question, and dismisses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the appropriate reaction to um, to this man. Um, and then there was one more. Oh, shoot. I'm losing it. Do you see the one from Lily? 
Do you see what she said? Because I see is it down a little bit. I see his response, but I don't see what she. Wrote. Oh, I do, I do, I do. Okay. Well, I see his res- his response to her. Do you want me to read that? It's right under the. Yeah. Okay. So I remember what she said, but I can't see it in the thread. And she was like, "So his the the funniest thing about this whole interaction is that this guy is a student currently, uh, in it looks like AI, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning." And so he's a student in, in this profession, Monica, in, in the profession in which we are senior professionals. Um, and he's a student and he has um, on LinkedIn, you can have little banners on your on your profile picture to signify different stages of, you know, what you may be open to. And his says open to hire. So no wonder. Um, but Lily said something to the effect of no wonder you're open to hire or something like no wonder you're no wonder you're um, looking for a job or something like this. And and uh, and then he responds with this. It's strange how much people read into these silly titles we use to promote ourselves, which is, is like, is that a job title? It's like, you, like, you're the one that put the title there. Um, whatever. Okay. I, I keep going. Would you also assume I'm young for being a quote student? I should be hired pretty swiftly. It's a rather simplistic system of lies that get you past behavioral interviews. If you come in without your lies ready to fire, you won't make it through. I understand that dunces will protect the lies we sell ourselves at any cost. That's not in my interest to protect. I will continue to call out the obvious. The only thing that can happen is for people to turn from the idea and attack the person instead. It's because all I've done is tell the truth. It's such a hideous crime. And scene. We've taken the, the most odd turn here, but Esteban. I don't is even Esteban understand. Is like, <laughs> Esteban, like, I think you're missing the point. The fact that you're broadcasting to the world that you need to lie and that you come with your lies at the ready to pass a behavioral interview is exactly the point. You know that you feel you're proving a point. I know you feel like you're proving a point and, quote, dismantling the status quo by, quote, showing us this obvious truth. But what you're doing is showing who you are and what you think about these situations. Perhaps you'll definitely get hired in the blink of an eye, but I doubt that anyone that's interacted with you in this thread would. Truth. And even besides that, take a look back and see the level of engagement you're getting here. Not a single person has agreed to anything you have said. One has to stop and think at what point is it that you are, wait, and think at what point is it that you are, quote, the only one enlightened versus I might be in the wrong. Esteban coming in. God. Mm-hmm. And then and then we've got a two-parter. Honestly, a two-parter. I don't know if Ooh. this is even worth reading. Like you can scan it and see, but it's I'm super confused. And what this guy is doing is like clearly he's on, I don't know, some Reddit threads or like some weird dark corners of the internet, like uh collecting these phrases. Cause these are phrases that we hear from people who hate like woke culture, like virtue signaling, or I'm telling, like, I'm, I'm just telling the truth. It's a hideous crime. Like these just sound like they're from dark corners of the internet. So, I mean, Monica, I don't even know if we need to read it. If you want to go for it, it's a big, long one. It's a big, big, long one. Um, it's kinda, what kind I don't of, know. It's kind of funny, honestly. I just, I'm going to read it. We've come this oh, far. This is the, yeah. And also like, this is where it closes. Like this is the grand finale. So this is, this is the grand finale. And he has a good, he has a good, uh, yeah. 
finale comment at the end. You're right. Let's do yeah. It. So, you know, like buckle up gals and guys, cause uh-huh. we're bringing it home with this. Okay. Part one of two. It's a difference in values and worldviews that actually is the point that was brought up earlier. Oh, circling it back. Yeah. There are plenty of things that society cowers from facing and doesn't see it in their interest to stick out for. That doesn't indicate those who dare are any more in the wrong. Maybe just agree with that. Couldn't that, couldn't that apply to what I did? Uh, I was the one bucking society. Go ahead. No, uh, no, Taylor, the no. answer is no. No, no. <laughs> yes, we all put on personas in a variety of circumstances. Yes, we all lie to each other every day of the year. If you would like me to bring back psychological studies which prove this, that won't be an issue. It's certainly possible that some subset of the population is well adjusted in the vast majority of circumstances and finds no need to lie through behavioral. Those people would seem to not would seem to be not so self-aware from my point of view, but perhaps they are quite happy with these questions and it's just how they are. Most people seem to see these generic questions as shallow and providing more noise than signal. From the way my psyche works, my eyes would jump all over the map when sifting through memory banks and trying to zero in on which aspects of a given memory the interviewer would like me to highlight and which to tamper down. It requires a bit of processing pretty well the same as if I'm solving something technically challenging. Okay, that was part one. Here we go with part two. By having prepackaged thoughts ready to go, my eyes don't bounce and I can remain in contact with their eyes. They believe I'm trustworthy for lying. I pass. That's just how this works and shows a disconnection from the neurotypical and the way some people's minds work. It's fine. Most people catch on to dumb, trendy things and internalize them. Some see this as fleeting with limited depth. It must be highly contextualized to be applicable, yet is presented flattened. There's a lot of potentials for things to go wrong when that happens. Anyways, this is no longer worth the efforts. I'm moving on. You all take care. Anyways, after my long ass essay, the end. So this, I mean, and this, scene. this and scene, this has obviously gone so far off the rails. I barely know what we're talking about because now, what are like, talking? what are we? Psychological. We need psychological studies to words? prove to prove that your feelings of that this person who messaged you in the first place were harassing you, that that is, that that is not, um, basically that, 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 that should even be up for debate. That's what I find the most frustrating that your, your gut reaction to someone's message is, uh, is something to be debated. It's like, no, your feelings are your feelings. They're not up for discussion. He he talks, he mentions the word empathy countless times. And the, ironic. the irony is that he 
the only one he has expressed no empathy toward is me, the poster, Mm -hmm. the one who brought this all to the forefront. He has no interest in having empathy for anyone that has differing opinions to him, which is what he's saying. Like, in a in a weird world, like he and I actually agree, but we're we're fighting the same, we're fighting the same battle on on to, on opposite ends, and he mm-hmm. cannot he cannot come. I mean, we don't agree. Let, don't be, let me be clear. We agree that you should have empathy for um for people's experiences and different and different um backgrounds, which he says he has, but I don't. I'm not convinced. Um. And, and yeah, like the one person that was saying, like, I felt uncomfortable and creeped out was the, was the one person he could not have any empathy for. And he actually uh, continued to attack. And every single person that, that, um, defended me, it's just the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And like, and he gets into something in the end there about like being, uh, deviating from neurotypical and, and that's like, if that's your point, then you can make that point. Some people's minds work differently and they may not know this is bad. That's not, that's not what he's doing. Like what he's doing is, is defend as saying everyone has their own way of finding potential mates and you shouldn't be upset if someone comes at you in any which direction to uh, make an advance. And like, like I told him in my original response, Um, I have to deal with it literally every day. And this is not, by the way, this is not me like bragging, like, oh my goodness, I have advances every day on the street. So, so many suitors knocking at my door, filling my inbox. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a compliment is what I'm saying. It's that a lot of men see, like, just think that, um, you know, women are there for them to look at and comment on their bodies. And we talked about commenting on bodies last week, but like, you know, um, I cannot leave the house without a comment being made about my body. If I walk, if I walk by people on the street, it's just Mm -hmm. really. And yeah, unsolicited could literally like, I have not left the house in like not sweatpants or, or maybe I've left the house in not sweatpants. I don't know, like 10 times within the past year doesn't stop anyone they love the sweatpants wearing like a a big like shapeless sack diaper bottom (laughs) i'm gonna say diaper (laughs) so you know someone's gonna be into that i mean i um this is like unrelated but kind of related um i have had um i was just telling this story to someone that yeah. It, it like, it doesn't matter what you, the point I'm trying to make is if anyone thinks we're saying like, we're so pretty, like everyone's hitting on us all the time. No, it happens when I look absolutely busted. Like it happens at orange theory where the instructor gets my number from the, Ooh, I remember that. and texts mm-hmm. me saying great form on the floor today, Taylor, by the way, it's Mauricio, your instructor. What's up this weekend? Like, no. Yeah. Or the same thing happened to me with a rideshare app once where my used my number from the system, <gasps> texted me and asked me to like go to a concert. Ew, 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 ew. Oh my God. I um it I- feels so violating and you feel even even something uh, you know, like even something as like distance is someone who you don't even know 
sending you this message on LinkedIn and you've never met them before. And, you know, there's very small chance that you're going to like run into them in real life or that they pose any real threat. It still is violating and it feels uncomfortable. And it just sends, it's, it sends like a, like a shiver, like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because that that's a threat response because it feels, you know, that's your body telling you that this feels unsafe. Like you want to talk about neuro typical, whatever, and psychology, that is your reptilian brain having a response telling you like something is not right. Yeah. And guess why we have that feeling? It's because there are a lot of men who are dangerous and this kind of behavior like actually leads to violent situations. Sometimes it's not that we're making this up. It's not that it's not that I don't like I can't take a compliment. And I think Mm -hmm. men just like, don't understand this because they can't imagine a world where they wouldn't want a compliment from a woman. Maybe. I don't know. Like it's, but there's not the same element. You're not worried about getting attacked and assaulted Mm -hmm. in most cases. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but it's just like, it's so infuriating. God, why can't I say that word? I said it wrong last week too. Infuriating. Um, and like, yeah, this was a pretty like benign interaction. I mean, not benign. It was pretty like whatever, not a crazy Mm -hmm. thing, but you're right. Like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up, especially when he followed up a week later, that made, that made me feel like, Oh God, you're like keeping tabs on me and you're coming back to say something passive aggressive. I don't know if you saying something passive aggressive means you're about to do something crazy. Like that's, that's where that's the thing. We don't know. Cause we don't know this person and it makes you feel, I mean, at least for me, cause I've been in situations like this too, where, you know, someone will like message me or text me and it's a little bit off. And so I, I don't respond. And then I get yes, another you one. Do, and that's the thing. Of, you don't respond. Like, yeah. And then you get another one, like passive uh, aggressive, but that sounds like, I don't even want to say it sounds threatening. It's, it's just, um, uneasy, like an uneasy, like, it just, yeah. It's not easy. And for me, I feel it makes me feel like I'm being watched. Like it makes me feel like I'm kind of like under a microscope. Um, and I feel like I'm don't have the, you know, the freedom to just live my life and ignore comments like this. And also I think like very, I, you know, something that I constantly have to keep working on is my always wanting to make everyone happy. Like even in situations like this, like as much as I don't like getting messages like that, I still don't like not, my instinct is always to respond to people and always to like be polite. So it takes a lot for me to, you know, ignore a message or or say something assertive in response or just, or just like say no or say nothing. Um, And so it, it makes it even more difficult when, the offending party is like persistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and clearly it resonated. Clearly we're not the only ones that feel this way. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted, before I forget, I want to read this one other comment because I, I just like really appreciated these dudes coming in that I don't know, um, responding to people's comments that were super annoying like, and they, they responded with what I wanted to say, taking off the pressure for me for being labeled as aggressive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, and it just like, I didn't have to say it. And like someone said it for me. And sometimes that's the best form of allyship. So this one, 
This losery loser goes, I presume you receive those kinds of messages often. Thus, your messaging functionality is locked. How did he contact you? Wait, what? And then this guy hits the nail on the head. He's a VP of revenue and marketing. Um, Hmm. Thanks, Tim. He goes, I know you're not suggesting that she needs to lock her messaging functionality and therefore block messages from would-be recruiters and other legitimate opportunities from people she's not connected with. Otherwise, it's her fault. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For every one creep, I get 10 recruiting emails. Why the hell would I block my functionality? I just have to put up with it because LinkedIn won't do anything with it. But like, what the fuck is that comment? Block your messages if you don't want to see it. It's not our responsibility. Like, exactly. It's not on us. And then the like guy, if you, yeah, if you're not open, if you have to turn your messages off, you might as well just leave LinkedIn. Like, what's the point? So you can go around and like look at people's point. statuses. Yeah. yeah, it's the entire point. Like, I shouldn't have to change my behavior because people can't fucking control themselves. This guy goes, the, the guy that wrote that comment goes, Tim, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just asking. Stop putting words in my mouth. You're the one that makes assumptions out of nowhere. Like, oh my God. I feel like this is the, like, these are guys are all the same person. And that's like, and that's the comp, that's the response I would have gotten if I had to respond to him. So Tim, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for taking that burden off me to, yep. to make that point. You made it perfectly. Exactly what I thought. And then all I had to do was like his comment to let him know, Tim, you're a real one also. Uh, people are so this nasty, bit, but this one also are. makes me really sad. There's this comment from this woman, Catherine, that says, this is the reason I don't bother with a profile pic. Yes. I've had one before and I was getting hit by random men, not even from my field. Like that sucks. Like that makes me so sad. Cause like she should have a, a profile picture. It's not like self-promotion. It's like, this is still, you know, like a representation of who you are, we shouldn't feel like we are only able to use a limited feature set of this um, product to protect ourselves from potential threats. No, no. And my photo is not a bikini pic. No, you're not posting like thirst trap pictures on LinkedIn. It's a professional freaking headshot. There were some guys, there were some guys, um, oh my God, there are just, there are just so many good comments in here. Like, um, uh, dang it. There are too many. Um, sorry. I'm like trying to go through, um, (laughs) CEO of being inappropriate. I like that one. Uh, God, where's the one I'm thinking of? Oh yeah. So the messages were sent between basically 1am and 4am. And, um, this guy goes 1am to 4am when all respectable professionals do their networking and look to find fascinating engineers. (laughs) It's also like, on a, have you ever seen a job description that was recruiting a fascinating engineer? Like that's not a skill I can be endorsed for on LinkedIn. Ellie, our good friend Ellie goes, oh. why is it always a quote CEO? Which it is. Yeah. Always some random ass CEO. It's like, yeah, you're a CEO. Okay. And uh, this, this guy, 
this guy like kind of mansplains to Ellie and I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm not going to reply, but he was like, probably taking advantage of human psychology as the CEO. Title. I know. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> as, with the C- as the CEO title sounds very respectable and implies a certain level of success. It was a rhetorical question. Thank oh you. My God. I'm actually wondering. There's not one, but two, two responses. I think Ellie knew what a CEO was. I think she knew the answer to her question. I think she was just being funny. I think <laughs> women can be funny. Women can be funny. Like sometimes, you know, it's crazy. I know that people don't want to believe it, but oh, okay. Let me find this other girl posted one that says this. It sounds like the handmaid's tale. Hello, ma'am. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to work. Wow, I don't know why. I don't know why nothing I gets this. me fired up for a potential mate, like being introduced as ma'am. <laughs> I don't know why I gave him that accent either, but it just sounds like, hello, ma'am. Um, I'm looking to work. Under- ma'am. <laughs> I'm looking to work under a female leader as a servant designer, serving, <sighs> serving their design requirements and learning from the process female, because that's the future of leadership. I wonder if you find me useful. Otherwise, can you kindly recommend me to someone? I'm not charging anything for this as it's more useful to me. Like, huh? Servant designer? Servant? Yeah, there's so, so many questionable references. You know it's fishy because men do not work for free. And he's expecting some other type of payment. Um, Anyway. He does want to work (laughs) under her. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, what a week, Monica. I, oh, a week. let me mention at the, at the back half here, my other viral post that, um, was just some comedy, just a little comedy. Um, you know, the CDC has, you know, releases things every day. Mm-hmm. They say you can do one thing the next one day, one thing the next. And, uh, so I posted just a simple, the CDC now says you can bypass the standard technical interview if you're vaccinated. Some people, <laughs> some people seem to believe me. I'm not sure, but that one did pretty well. What? I don't know. I think maybe there's like a language barrier in some of them, but um, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Uh, if I do say so myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do. Well. I mean, uh, did we say enough about the troll? Like I I've been talking about it for the last week to anyone that can listen and doing dramatic readings. Like the one we just did. I, yeah. I think we, I think, I think, that, we, I think it was good. I think we hit all the points. I mean, it's just like, I wonder if he'll oh, listen. Oh, this was my last point. So now then on the natural instincts, like guys, like our natural instincts are to be hunter gatherers in like Mesopotamia. Like we've, we've evolved. <laughs> We've evolved past our natural instincts. And like we have learned, we, we, we all live in a society where we have rules and we have to follow them to be a productive member of society. You, you, can't, you can't follow your natural instincts all the time. Like somehow we're, we're able to control them. Um, and many people are. Like you can't just blame your natural instincts and sexual dynamics. Like sexual dynamics, yes, they are at play in situations in everyday life because we're human animals. We're animals. Yeah. And, but like, 
you got to work to, to fight those. You can't just roll into the office and expect your sexual dynamics to play out and just let them fly. Like, please. Because that's your natural instinct. Because I mean, like, haven't you ever had an, in, like a quote unquote natural instinct to like punch someone in the face, Yes, but you've never God. punched someone in the face. <laughs> Often. A lot of times it's like people on my TV, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to punch my TV. Like, no, no. Sometimes your prefrontal cortex that has reasoning, word. Word. Mm-hmm. yeah, it, it comes in and it says, no, no, that, that hunt, that instinct to go spear an antelope. No, no, no. You don't have to do that anymore. Cause you can just go to whole foods and that's how our society works these days. Um, so yeah, got to burn off some steam, go to whole foods. That's what I do. <laughs> don't I know it? <laughs> Well, not sponsored, but we'd like to be. I know, right? <laughs> if you know me, for all the listeners who know me well, you know that would be my dream. Oh my gosh. Dream sponsorship. Please. Oh, please. Oh. So expensive. But so good. Yeah, you know what? Well, I wish, <laughs> I wish on, on, a, on a final note, I wish, like, clearly this man is deeply troubled, has been called a creep before by women. Um, probably for acting like a creep and expressing his natural instincts on top of them. And like, I, I I do have empathy that this man is struggling and like, he probably feels that he's been rejected and that he needs to defend, you know, all men like him that can't, I don't know. I don't know. He said women are hitting on him all the time. So maybe I'm wrong, but, um, you know, if, if he, if he yeah, but jobs aren't that, hitting on him all the time, if he could just channel that energy, wait, what'd you say? I said, jobs aren't hitting on him all oh. the time. <laughs> Zinger. Um, they're women not. can be funny. His, his most recent post, by the way, was that he's been rejected from like five jobs. I'm like, well now when they see a recent LinkedIn activity, because he's not passing the behavioral interview, I guess, like he said with his, with his lies, he's not lying. Often. I'm yeah, confused. Was he saying he lies or he doesn't lie? He was I saying he was saying that he was saying like he lies. everyone lied. Oh, he does. Lie. Oh, okay. He hmm. was saying he has his answers ready and prepared um, because otherwise he would look flustered. But like, is saying well, that's, that's just how you prepare for an interview. Not his true self. I mean, like literally, what I I feel like thoughts and prayers. Bless your heart. As I said earlier, um, you know, I hope you find some peace and you can treat women with respect. Like you say that you do in real life, but you didn't show it to me. So I'm a little uh, dubious on that, but, um, you know, Hey, I, we wanted trolls, Monica, and we got them. And, um, it only was because this post went so viral and I'm thankful for that. And we are on mm-hmm. our path to becoming LinkedIn influencers. So, so ending on a note of gratitude this week, we're amazing. Thank you all for listening. Yep. And thank, and thank me and thank you. And thank, <laughs> and thank you Taylor <laughs> for an entertaining week. I can't wait to Ooh. see where this journey takes us next week. And if we have any updates for you. Yeah, we have some more, you've, you've put out a couple more, a couple more little, uh, but you put out at least one, you put out the bite your finger video. The bite your finger video. Yep. The bite your finger video is a classic. So check that one out on my LinkedIn. If you don't know what I'm talking about. 